Learn the most advanced recruiting techniques. Land the most desirable talent. Launch your company towards massive success. This is the Higher Power Radio Show with Rick Gerard. Will AI replace the need for a resume? So tools are available to utilize AI in improving workflow and screening applicants. However, the question lies in their accuracy and viability in identifying the strongest people for your unique organization. I'm Rick Gerard. Welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show. Our mission is to help entrepreneurs and hiring managers avoid costly hiring mistakes by identifying a specific problem and providing proven solutions to enable your company to win the right hire. We share insights from top performing rebel entrepreneurs, disruptors, and industry experts like our guest today, Mr. Neil Sahota. Neil is an AI expert and author of Own the AI Revolution. Skynet, right? It's not Terminator time. <laughs> oh, it's not. Not, not yet. Huh? All right. Neil is an IBM master inventor, United Nations artificial intelligence advisor, fact Faculty at UC Irvine and author of Own the AI Revolution. He's one of the few people selected for IBM's Corporate Service Corps leadership program that pairs leaders with NGOs to perform community-driven economic development projects. In addition, Neil partners with entrepreneurs to define their products, establish their target markets, and structure their companies. He is a member of several investor groups like the Techos Angels and assists startups with investor funding. Neil also serves as a mentor for several incubator and accelerator programs, which is what makes Neil the perfect guest for today's show. Neil, welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show. Hey, thanks for having me on, Rick. Awesome to be here. Yeah, I'm so happy to finally get you on the show because <laughs> we met socially quite a few times. And every time I'm pinning you down, come on the show, we'll have some fun. We're going to talk about all things AI. What is it and how does it help with hiring? Why it's important today. I'm sure it's probably more helpful today than it was three weeks ago. (laughs) (laughs) And then how to implement the effective use of AI into your hiring process today. Let's talk about why AI is important in today's hiring landscape. You think about it when you hire somebody, what do you look for? Are they qualified? And are they going to be like a fit for my team, the corporate culture? Qualifications we can test for, right? We do interviews, ask people to write code, come up with a marketing campaign, whatever. But how do you know if they're actually a fit? I hate to say it this way, but when I remember it, even when I was hiring people, you tend to make up your mind fairly quickly, right? They say, what is it, on average, five minutes? I heard it was like within 90 seconds 90 seconds like okay so we even have a I'm shorter attention span I don't know. there's no data backing that <laughs> I could be just you heard it right here <laughs> right but we're quick to judge i'll put it that way sure we might make some mistakes in who we hire they're not really a good fit <laughs> and most hiring managers are not willing to admit they made a mistake like that and i've seen it be stuck with some unruly people but we see that ai could actually help with this problem so not going to help you do the qualification vetting but they can help you figure out is this person actually a fit for your culture or your team we talked a little bit about this before the show vanity hires right vanity hires are always a big thing hey, I recruited this guy out of XYZ company. And then it's the wrong environment for that person. But they're taking the job for whatever reason. You probably bought them. And then next thing you know, they fail miserably. How accurate do you think AI will be or is in identifying that and being able to say, whoa, 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 don't hire that guy. (laughs) You know, he's just completely wrong. We've seen some actually good results so far. Whether we like to acknowledge it or not, AI is actually a pretty good judge of character. And there's a lot of AI tools out there that have been taught like psychology and can do psychographic profiling and say, you know, based on their personality and the way we interpret the work style, whether it'll actually fit in or not. Interesting example. So O'Melveny, are you familiar? 
familiar with O'Melveny? They're, I think, a law firm, right? Yeah. They're okay. one of the biggest law firms. They call them the mega firms. Okay. International multi-billion, right? They do what a lot of the mega firms do when it comes to recruiting. They look at the top 20 law schools in the U.S. They look at like the top 5, 10% of the class, and they try and hire from there. They cherry pick. They're actually right now have changed up their recruiting process. So now like if you're say you're a law student and you want to try and work at O'Melveny, there's no really like info session or these interviews or anything like that anymore. It's like if you want to come work here, here's a link. You got to register and you're going to play this game run by an AI. And the AI was done in partnership with O'Melveny and a company called Pymetrics that looks at like socio-behavioral type of metrics and things like that. And so you play all these games and what the AI is really doing is assessing what's your personality like? Okay. What's your work style like? How do you handle difficult situations or difficult people? And trying to assess, okay, how well would you actually fit into the O'Melveny culture? Would you not just fit in, but would you actually thrive in there and have a viable career where you would feel satisfied and of course they would feel like you're a good fit and productive employee? I'm a big proponent of you need people who can thrive in that culture. But there's that argument that you want diversity. You want people who think differently. You want people who go against the grain. But you don't want people who completely destroy your corporate organization. For sure. But here's the interesting thing. One of the reasons that O'Melveny actually did this was to try to improve diversity and inclusion, right? If you're going to the top 20 law schools, you're looking at the top five tips of the class, you're looking at a pretty we'll call it small possible population, right? One of the things they thought by doing this, they would actually get exposure to like candidates they would normally never see. And so they know that if someone can successfully go through the tests and the AI says this person has scored high enough from a cultural fit, they'll advance you and set up an interview. But how accurate are those tests? It's a great question, right? We don't know yet. (laughs) (laughs) We we probably need about three years worth of data to see how well it works and see that people get hired in, how good of a fit they are. And what the attrition rate looks like. Yeah, because there's there's legitimate concern about, well, what do you consider a good fit? And is that, you know, only white men or people on the older side or whatever it might be? Is there some implicit bias in there? All right, you're listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. I'm your host, Rick Gerard. And for our podcast listeners, we're going to take a quick educational moment for our sponsors. So find out more about what we do at stridesearch.com. There you'll find additional content and resources to help you win great hires. Today, our guest is Neil Sohota. Neil is the author of Own the AI Revolution, and he's an AI expert. So we're going to take advantage of that. So how do we start leveraging AI? Where is it useful now? Uh, or you need three years of data? <laughs> I will give you the typical MBA answer of uh, it depends. <laughs> you you got to remember that. That when it comes to AI, it's not necessarily a, a one-size-fits-all. So like in the O'Melveny case, they had to have an AI that learned about their corporate culture and their work style to make that kind of assessment. And it probably knows it better than they do. Quite possibly. I suspect, I don't know, or at least publicly they're not saying that they probably found some surprising things out about their culture. I find a lot of times you go into a company and what the leaders think the culture is is very different than what the rest of the organization feels the culture is. And a lot of times they don't even know what their corporate values are. Or if you work in a large organization, like I used to work for IBM, there were actually a lot of subcultures within the company. Yeah, each group has its own culture, right? Yeah, and so we actually seen people trying to create tools and it's not just corporate culture, but it's actually even team culture. 
And so even just based on the people on your team, try and figure out how the jigsaw could fit in if we hire somebody in based on their kind of work style, their their ethics, their, their personality. So it seems to me like where it's viable right now would be primarily in identifying people who might potentially fit your organization or automating the workflow. Any yeah. other any other areas? Well, I, I think sourcing the workflow, even like maybe it's part of the workflow, but like answering basic questions. I think it's uh, Zor AI has built recruitment communication tools. If you have a potential candidate and they have questions about the role or the job, rather than have to wait to talk to an HR person or get an email back, they can actually talk to this AI tool to understand more about the job and ask questions about it, understand where they actually are in the process. You know, you put a job posting out, you get a thousand people applying for it. You can't talk to all of them. But with an but AI. you can put things in the job posting that let the cream rise to the top. And for sure. And we know, or maybe most recruiters, hiring managers, HR folks know that finding good candidates is tough, right? Because where, where do you think the best candidates actually are? Working. Working, yes, right? How do you get those <laughs> They're guys? They're not updating the resume. <laughs> They're getting shit done. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's so very true. Right now, with the current landscape, there are going to be people that are displaced. You're still going to get a flood of even more resumes as you're posting. The challenge that I see is that if you're utilizing AI to screen all those people, you're going to get a lot of false positives and false negatives based on a resume. Can we eliminate the resume? I think ultimately that is going to happen. God, I hope so. <laughs> I you hate resumes. You don't find resumes accurate? No, Frank? it's like <laughs> you can look at 100 resumes. They all seem to blend together at the same time. I think, and this is one of my big things about we're used to thinking about automation rather than innovation. Historically, someone applies for a job with look at resumes, right? And we know, okay, there's a certain liberty with the truth in them. So that would be automation. <laughs> innovation right. would be eliminating the resume. <laughs> right. But how do we do that? We've created nice keyword searches and we have tools that can kind of these, but they're all automation. What if we don't actually need a resume anymore? What if just based in on your LinkedIn profile or your tweets or just public information about you that it's really hard to really disguise who you are, people can actually assess, you have an AI can actually assess your psychographic profile as well as determine some skill sets, like how good of a communicator is this person? Based off of content, your social footprint. Right. What if you don't have one? There's a lot of people out there that don't have one on purpose that are actually really good. They just don't have time to, to deal with it. They're busy working, right? They're getting shit done. Yeah, but there's a way around that, right? If they're really interested in the job, you can always ask them to write an essay. In some cases, some people are actually asking them to shoot a video. Oh, see, I hate those. Doing a one-way video is completely different than having a conversation. Look, I get that. I, yeah. I really get that, right? There's no perfect solution. There is. It's called a phone call. <laughs> are you going to make a thousand phone calls, Rick? I, I do. Oh, I do. Me and my team are usually talking to a lot of people. We're making sure they're positioned properly. And then the ones who are in the right mindset and skill set, then we move forward with them and we move them through the process. But that's what your job as a recruiter is to do if you're hiring. Make phone calls. <laughs> Ultimately, we're in the people business. It's really hard to automate people. Agreed. And I'm not saying you can automate all these things, yeah. but some of the handholding you can take with an AI, right? Rather than have to watch a bunch of one minute responses on, on a video, you can actually have an AI do that. And some companies are actually doing that. It's I like the idea of the puzzles of the games that help give you a, a different insight into the person. You can't change who a person is, but skill sets can change all day long. So if you're relying upon the skill sets. Let's use AI where it makes the most sense, right? Okay. We know we've been good at the qualification aspect. It's that fit aspect, the cultural fit, team fit that we tend to lag on. 
But that relies on data that comes from the company. Well, you're going to have to have a painted true picture of your company, but there are actually ways to actually get that real image about the corporate culture of your company. Because we identified a bunch of tools, and I think we were talking about it prior to the show. Pymetrics was one, and Paradox, and Aria, I think it was. Oh, Aria, yeah. So I looked into a bunch of these. Seems like they're really cool off-the-shelf ideas, but is the juice really worth the squeeze? Is the investment that you put into it, do I have to wait four years? I don't have that luxury if I'm a small startup. Training in AI shouldn't take that long, <laughs> but... We know that not everyone's a, a big company like, uh, you know, an IBM, for example, that can afford to yeah. do their own kind of custom solution, which is why you have some of these off-the-shelf tools. But you really should use them for where it's going to be most helpful. Like working with a lot of entrepreneurs, you don't know everything. If you're a really tech-savvy person, you may not know about marketing or finance. So how do you find a good CFO, CMO? On the flip side, you know, one of the startups that I advise for, they're lights out, amazing marketing people, but they couldn't find a, a good programmer to save their life. That seems to be the biggest problem. You have somebody who's non-technical trying to find a technical person. And that is where it gets dangerous because then they just hire anybody who's willing to take the job. This company, they were looking at one programmer and they like this guy looks really good. You know, some big names on the resume. You just mind doing a, a quick uh, interview with the guy just to make sure everything is legit. And so, okay, just came in. And I just got a little thing and said, you know, how good of a pro programmer because you know you're out everywhere. The guy's like, I'm amazing. Okay, write me a, a little script, pro script that sorts of array in place, right? And the guy's like, oh, well, I wasn't prepared to write any code or anything. Oh, it's just a few lines of code. Oh, and it just gave me a bunch of excuses as to why he couldn't do it on the spot. Wait, so how many lines of code is it to write that? Yeah, it's probably about three, maybe four. Really? Yeah. Okay, of pro code. So if you're amazing, you should be able to crank that out pretty quickly. Yeah, I would think you could do it in 60 seconds tops. Okay. Probably less, but yeah, I mean, but then it sort Which of is why it. he wasn't working at the name brand companies anymore. <laughs> you know? But to your point about you got some of these people that they look like the superstar type of hire. How do you know if they're actually any good? And you know what? I've had a lot of CEOs that have come on the show that have talked about the fact that, oh, you know, we really like this guy's background. He was at an XYZ company, so we had to hire him. They end up spending more money than they wanted to and get <laughs> meager results at best. It's not bashing those people, by the way. They're just, they're putting themselves in the wrong position too. They're a gun for hire and they, they should be managing their career much better. Agreed. And yeah. I, I believe that most people are good. It's not like they're trying to defraud, but it's tough. If you're hiring someone, especially as an entrepreneur, you're not just giving them a job and a salary. You're probably giving them some equity, right? It turns into a marriage. So yeah. a lot more, I'll call it pressure on trying to make a good hire. Especially in the beginning. And so I think it's more crucial than at IBM. It doesn't matter. You can eat 20 bad hires and it wouldn't even, <laughs> wouldn't even blink an eye at it. Maybe. I mean, there's some, I'll call it efficiency hits, but if you hire a uh, less than good person, skill-wise, fit-wise, in a key spot, like a VP running a division, you have problems. You're going to get canned, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Well, we're getting pretty close on time. Um, what would be two or three key takeaways you can give the audience that they can plug into their business that would help with leveraging AI and saving some time for them? There's some great simple tools out there, right? Don't worry about trying to create your own custom unless you can afford it. But if you're having trouble finding good candidates or you're like, I can't afford to go through thousands of LinkedIn profiles, there are actually a couple of really good AI solutions to help you source candidates. There are some things like Pymetrics and Zor AI and like Aria that can help you figure out, are these people a fit culturally wise? And then you have things like Paradox. 
actually have communication tools that will help you automate some of the communication, do some of the admin or I like to say urinal cake work of recruiting, right? Fielding <laughs> questions and giving updates and that kind of stuff. The urinal cake. We're going to love that. Oh, they, I'm okay. so going to steal that from you. <laughs> <laughs> you use AI for where it's good, right? It tends to start with urinal cake type of activities. Totally. <laughs> the transactional things. Yeah. All right, shoot. Well, we're just about out of time for today's show. Neil, thanks so much for your time investment today. And I want to welcome you to the Higher Power Radio community. Where can people pick up your book? How can they reach you? Give me the scoop on how we can get all day. My uh, book, Only a Revolution, is available at any major bookstore and Amazon. Uh, Barnes and Noble, guys. Go. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> you can buy online. <laughs> Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com. There you go. Yeah. Um, if you want to get a hold of me, reach out. You want to wrap a bit, you can get... Reach me through my website, neilsoda.com, or always feel free to follow me on LinkedIn and Twitter. Cool. And we'll have those linked in the show notes. So I want to thank our listening audience for tuning in this week's episode of Higher Power. Quick thanks to our team, our engineer, Christopher Decker, our producers, Andrea Ballin, Ariel Kramer, and Ayla Gerard. If you're listening to the podcast, please subscribe, review, and share. We're listening. We welcome your feedback, and we just want to make this show better for you. Join the Higher Power Radio community at Higher. That's H-I-R-E, Power, P-O-W-E-R, Radio, R-A-D-I-O.com. Or you can drop me a line at Rick at stridesearch.com. Tune in next week. Our guest is going to be Rod Trujillo. He is the founder and CEO of International Rubber Products. I'm your host, Rick Gerard, and you have been listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. Aloha. Thank you for listening to Higher Power Radio. Catch our LinkedIn Live Show every Tuesday at noon or download the podcast on iHeartRadio, iTunes, YouTube, or your favorite podcast platform. We appreciate you joining us on Higher Power Radio with your guide to recruitment success, Rick Gerard.